I love working with saltwater crocodiles. I mean, it is culturally important to me. It's my totem. Something about them, they're unique and just powerful, and this job's the best, looking after what country that you live on, and, you know, it's not really work. You're not working. You're doing something you, you want to do, so you're always happy. Greetings from Darwin on Larrakia country. My name is Richard Fijo and I'm a Larrakia man and elder and I'm delighted to welcome you to Saltwater Stories of the Larrakia, a podcast that shares the deep connection of Larrakia people that we have with country, community, family and culture. In this episode, you'll hear about Dungalaba, the saltwater crocodile. This is an important cultural animal to Larrakia people, as well as an iconic animal in Australia's top end. My name is Stephen Dawson. I'm a proud Larrakia man. I work with the Larrakia Rangers and I'm one of the team leaders. Uh, I like being a Larrakia Ranger because I get to look after the country that is traditionally my ancestors' country. Keep it beautiful. Today we're sitting here at uh, Buffalo Creek, not too far from the boat ramp. People used to go out fishing in Shoal Bay. It's got good fishing around here. Great place for people to come walk along the beach. Lots of bird life out on the sandbars when it's shallow and you might hear a lot of wind and uh, trees. It's quite windy now. And there's some cars going past you might hear. There's lots of bird life and the cicadas are going off as well. It's a beautiful day. So the Larrakia name for crocodile is Dungalaba. So the saltwater crocodile and the sea eagle are the main totems for Larrakia. But within Larrakia, there's other family groups that have their own totems. A totem is usually an animal for an indigenous tribe where once you pass away as a human being, you're spiritually reincarnated as that totem or that animal. With the saltwater crocodile being the Larrakia totem, it's frowned upon to if you were to eat crocodile or hunt them. When I was younger and I went fishing with my uncles, Every time he saw a sea eagle, my uncle would always point out and said, that's grandpa, or that's one of our relatives looking down on us. And he would always tell us, with some of the bait fish that we caught, to go offer it to the sea eagles. And so we'd walk like 50 metres away from where we are fishing and lie them on its side on the ground and the sea eagles would come and eat. Saltwater crocodiles were culled almost to extinction and then they became a protected species and now 50 years later there's hundreds of thousands of them. Now we're seeing a lot of you know bigger older crocodiles hanging around and controlling more territory and killing off the younger ones which is a scary thing. It's hard to look after crocodiles because they're culturally important to Larrakia and we do want to manage them. So crocodiles are removed from the harbour just to keep everyone safe, keep the waterways safer because there's a lot of recreational fishermen. We don't want them 
you know, getting too close and friendly with fishermen or just people in general. If you've never seen a saltwater crocodile, they pretty much just look like a dinosaur. A giant lizard with massive teeth and scary looking. <laughs> saltwater crocodiles can get up to five meters long. So crocodiles diet would consist of mud crabs, fish, other crocodiles, yeah pretty much whatever they can get. So the bigger crocodiles will easily take down cattle near homesteads and, and things like that. You're most likely to encounter a saltwater crocodile anywhere where there's water. And it doesn't have to be salt water, it can be fresh water too, because saltwater crocodiles will venture up into the freshwater parts. So yeah, creeks, rivers, swamps, any waterway, you, you should expect that there's a crocodile there. Saltwater crocodiles are dangerous because they're very sneaky and they've got one of the strongest bite forces in the world of any animal. And yeah, if you get bitten by one, I think you'll know about it. Larrakia land is pretty big and there's only 13 of us that work at Larrakia Ranges, so we try to do our part. I really love doing boat work with the rangers. We go out and patrol the harbours, make sure everyone's doing the right thing. Yeah, it's just good to be on the water, on country. When we're out and we see some people doing the wrong thing, like trying to take photos on top of crop traps, we'd like to tell them off, you know, it's pretty dangerous, it's a pretty silly thing to do. So a saltwater crocodile trap is basically a steel rectangle shaped box that has big floats on the side of it so it floats in the water and on one end it has a, it has a door that's held up by a latch and that latch has a rope that's attached to it that gets taken up the other end of the trap and it hangs a bit of cockbait which is usually part of a pig and so as a crocodile goes into the trap and pulls the bait, um, it, it pulls the rope, which pulls the latch, the door closes, and that's how they get caught. So Larrakia Rangers help look after the saltwater crocodiles by working in partnership with the, the crocwise croc team in parks, empty parks. We'll go out one day to Darwin Harbour checking all the, the traps are there, making sure there's no crocs in them, uh, rebaiting the, the traps. So the first time I went out with the croc team was in Darwin Harbour and we pulled out a couple of crocodiles from the traps but they were only small, about a metre long. And as we drove up to them in the boat, they're going ballistic and splashing and thrashing around. But then there was this one time I went, oh, we left here at Buffalo Creek actually, and went up to the Howard River, and there was a croc trap that we saw that the, the gate was closed, and nothing happened, there was no splashing, and the water was dirty, you couldn't see really in it, couldn't see if there was a croc or not. And anyway, old mate jumps on the, on the trap to see if there was a crocodile in it, and next thing you know, the biggest, blackest head came up, and yeah, it, it was a monster. It was three and a half metres long. 
and it scared me and I was in the boat. <laughs> so after we realised how big it was, we got a, got a rope tied around its top jaw. So by doing this we have to tap it on the side of the mouth while it's still in the trap to open its mouth and then put a big rope over the top jaw. Once we do that, we open the gate and give the rope back to the other guys in the boat and then we try to guide the crocodile back out as soon as it goes out. Yeah, it's like tug of war with the crocodile and they're pretty strong. <laughs> the reason we put a rope around the top jaw is so we've got control of where the crocodile is going and what to do. And then when we bring it closer, we slowly close the jaw and then tape around its mouth because they have the strongest bite force on earth. But once you've closed it up, tied it with rope and tape, it can't open its mouth. So once the, the crocodile's mouth is taped shut, we then have to get it into the boat. And so with this big one, we had to drag it from the back up and it took three of us to pull this three and a half metre croc in. The boat, I think, is seven metres long. Once it's in the boat, its jaws and head is tied to the, to the bottle at the front. Its back legs is tied behind its legs so it can't escape or you know, try and crawl around while it's on the boat. And I was told when, after we'd done that and we started driving again, that once we stop, the crocodile will start wanting to move and wake up. And I was told to stand on its head if it starts to move. I ended up thinking like this isn't, you know, this might hurt the crocodile or something, but I was assured it's just all bone and skin. And I thought, okay, well, if I stand on its head, it's not gonna move. And I was very frightened when I stood on its head and it was still moving its head with me on top of it. And I weigh a hundred kilos. So when dry season arrives, that's usually when the tourists and backpackers come to town. They don't understand the risks of crocodiles and the danger. The saltwater crocodile eggs will start hatching and that's when the mothers will become a bit more protective of their young. To keep the tourists and, and backpackers safe and aware, there's a lot of signage up at beaches telling you the dangers of crocodiles and other dangerous animals. You see adver advertisements on buses and stuff being croc safe, croc aware, and also as rangers going out doing patrols and meeting people that are here for the first time, we like to talk to them and just educate them a bit. Yeah, I feel responsible looking after everyone that's on Lower Kia country, I feel like that is my responsibility. So it feels good when I share awareness. So yeah, if you're out and about in the, the marshy areas or swamplands or near creeks and you see baby crocodiles, I suggest don't be there too long because mum won't be far.
Saltwater Stories of the Larrakia is a City of Darwin podcast created in collaboration with the Larrakia people of Darwin. This episode has featured Larrakia Ranger and emerging leader Stephen Dawson. This podcast was produced by Laurie Uden and Cinnamon Nippard with editorial support from Johanna Bell and mixing by Hamish Robinson. The beautiful soundtrack was composed by Larrakia woman Lena Kelly and produced by Skinny Fish Music. Big thanks to the Larrakia Nation for their support. For more information, head to discover.darwin.nt.gov.au. Saltwater Stories of the Larrakia is proudly brought to you by City of Darwin. Mamak means see you later in Larrakia language. We hope to see you soon on Larrakia country. I'm Richard Fijo. Thank you for listening. <laughs>